This is Pixelated Audio, and you're listening to Expansion Pack 18. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Pixelated Audio, a bi-weekly video game music and retro gaming podcast. We're your hosts. I'm James, and this is Brian. How's it going, guys? Today, we have another expansion pack for you. Uh, we just did one a few episodes ago, but we yeah. figured uh, we have some some personal stuff going on uh, in the next month, and uh, we're going to be a little bit busy, so we want to do something a little bit light, kind of easy right. for us, uh, but still have fun and get out episodes out and stuff. So Yeah, we definitely didn't want to have a break in episodes if we could avoid it. So we thought, oh, let's, you know, stick to some expansion packs, some other fun, shorter kind of type episodes. Yeah, right. so that we can make sure that we keep that feed going. But then we can also still take care of some of our things in our personal lives. So, um, but, you know, like we've always mentioned in our expansion packs, these are so fun for us to do. And thankfully, uh, you listeners seem to really like these episodes too. So it just makes it that much more fun to do. Yeah. So thanks for joining in with us today. That track that we started the show with uh, is just so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. It's called, uh, well, it's from a game called Lucky Luke. Yeah. And this is BGM5, but this plays during the prairie level. And it's very uh, fitting mm-hmm. type of music to play during the prairie. And this was composed by Alberto Jose Gonzalez and released in 1996 for the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Yeah. Oh, man, I love Game Boy music. And this is actually a really cool game. I was at uh, work one day, and I think you were still on vacation or something like that. I was on... No, no, it was... Uh, I think it was Martin Luther King Day, and okay. I got it off. Yeah, and I was at work, and then um, you were playing around with our new Twitch stream, and you were streaming this game, and I was like, yeah. oh man, what is this? This is so cool, and you're like, you played the Game Boy version and the Game Boy Color version, right? and it looks fun, sounds awesome, plays cool. I mean, it's, so, it's such a great 
triple threat. Well, you know why I picked this because of Alberto Jose Gonzalez. That's awesome. And so I was, I was like looking at some of his stuff because you know we've listened to so much of his music. I knew this soundtrack. Yeah. I knew this soundtrack very, very well. And uh, I fired up the game for the first time, and I was like, oh my god, this game's actually really good. Yeah, it's uh, a lot better than some of the other uh, ones I I played earlier that day, and it was like a breath of fresh air. It's a lot like Gunman Clive. Yes, it is. And so uh, it, I can kind of. Well, I see... guess Glen- Gunman Clive is a lot like it. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, but it's just a, a a stellar little title, and yeah. I highly recommend you guys check it out. So, tell me a little bit about your your thoughts on this track. Oh, I mean, it's it's super fun, kind of lazy. Like it has that you know uh, video game feel. Like you're you're doing something that's going to have a theme. I've got a little bit of a Wild West theme feel I from got it. A really Wild West theme from it. Well, I didn't want to like go. I knew this was a Wild West game. When as soon as you said Lucky Luke, I knew that this was a like cowboy, you right. know, uh, type game. That I didn't want to go over the top and be like, okay, <laughs> this is like, you know, this makes me think of like riding horses and stuff. But uh, uh, it was just fun, different. It like felt like a like a, a really good classic video game track. Mm-hmm. And I love Game Boy music. Um, it's just who doesn't? Yeah, I mean, it's it's always surprised me the the amount of sound and uh creativity that yeah go into just this simple chip right yeah and this track especially i liked how it felt like there was two different songs going on i thought in some of the more background channels there was the, the different melody going on and you could hear yeah and you could hear it kind of shine through in some of the more quiet parts with the main melody uh, which i really liked so it seemed very dynamic and uh, lots of little touches going on, which always sounds fun. Uh, Alberto Jose Gonzalez, he's just the master of the happy, yeah. you know, bouncy melody. Like he, that he is like coined that that role for himself as a composer. Mm-hmm. And he's just a, a stellar dude, really nice guy. Yeah, uh, very vocal. He's still, uh, you know, involved in uh, the community, like VGM. And I would love to get him on the show yeah. and do a furnace, our furnace style. Right. Um, you know, like video game quiz. Yeah, stump them with their own music. Yeah, type stump thing. the composer because uh, I mean, he has so, an amazing arsenal of music. Oh yeah, we've. Uh, uh, how many times have we like decided not to do one of his games because we were waiting for yeah. like the perfect time? We're holding out to see if we can get him on, <laughs> but I'll never forget that summer when we were building those cocktail arcade cabinets in my garage, and we had just like a you know an iPod with like music playing and just randomly playing mm-hmm. and this track came on and was like oh man this track is so cool like what is this and i walked over and looked at it and it's smurfs yeah. <laughs> it's like by him and i was like oh my god this is so awesome like yeah. i would have never thought to check like smurfs but like it's oh, amazing music that's when like your vgm love started blossoming even more and more yeah the that was stuff. yeah that was where like you and you started sharing a lot of more like uh soundtracks that i could actually just listen to whenever i wanted it wasn't just i had to play the game because i don't have like a you know, like any type of programming background. So it was just like, oh, I like this music from this game, so I'll listen to it when I play the game. But... Not that that's required, but yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, so Alberto Jose Gonzalez, he's a Spanish video game graphic artist, music composer, designer, producer, and co-founder of Bit Managers and Abbey Light. Uh, he's never had any formal training, but the guy's done just loads of game audio over mm-hmm. the years. Uh, in 1988, he was only 16 years old. He started working as a graphics designer for a Spanish development house called New Frontier. But I guess uh, because New Frontier had some management issues and some financial trouble, Gonzalez and some of his other you know, co-workers left and founded their own game development company called Bit Managers mm-hmm. in 1992. 
and uh, composed nearly all the music for bit managers. That's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, done a ton of stuff. Just a few here. Hostages, North and South uh, for the ZF Spectrum, Amstrad CPC and the MSX, Bomb Jack, Asterix, uh, Smurfs, Turok Game Boy games, and uh, just a ton of others. Yeah. Really cool. But this game, going back to this game, Lucky Luke, you play as this lonesome cowboy who draws his gun faster than his shadow. <laughs> yeah. He receives his telegram. Uh, that you read Jesse James, Billy Kidd, Pat Poker, and the Dalton brothers have escaped from jail. And you, as a good cowboy and lawkeeper, have decided to catch them and return them back. 12 different levels in the game. I only made it to like level six mm -hmm. or so, and it gets really challenging, but I could speed run this I, at least the first few levels. Yeah. I'm getting so good, and I, I want to keep playing it. Like, I really want to beat. Oh, this yeah. Game. No, yeah, this really is awesome. A, this is a really cool game. I Like I said, it looks great plays great sounds great i mean that that's all you can really ask for I and mean, you can't really ask for much more than that well i can ask for one more thing what's that what's your next track <laughs> <laughs> well my next track is from a uh, a pretty well-known game um that we've talked about a few times super mario brothers no from like from the series we've talked about it um <laughs> Uh, this is a track from ease three wanderers from ease the track is called premonition sticks You just heard Premonition Sticks from Ease 3, Wanderers from Ease on the Sharp X 68000. This was developed and published by Nihon Falcom in 1990, composed by Masaaki Kawai, Mieko Ishikawa, and Yuzo Kashiro. This is incredible, man. Oh, what a great track. I mean, Ease music. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to go wrong. It. Yeah, we've heard it all a million times, but it just never gets dull. Never. I, it never loses my interest. Yeah, I, I love it. It's a really great track. I like that. Uh, just really like thud. They put a, a like a kick and a snare on that third or fourth beat. It's like 
da 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 pow and it just yeah. keeps going oh it's so good oh, I, I loved it i love it when the the drums of a track really get to stand out that feeling has something that i really love um in certain tracks like there was a valise track and a track from pool of radiance that had a similar kind of slow start and then the drums come in and just like hit really heavy and hard and i just for some reason i just really really love that it's, it's almost like you're kind of like slogging through like a like the trenches you know just like yeah. one foot dun 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 I, I really liked that it's not like an atmospheric vibe but it's more of like this kind of inspirational tone like this, yeah uh, there's a lot of um, thought and feeling behind it each each note each you know section really puts a lot of emotions on each note making it so heavy and weighty yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of gives you that feeling of like you're on a journey that's hard, but you like you have to do it. Like you don't have a choice but to be like this hero or something like that. So, um, and just such great piano. The guitar is so cool. I mean, it's I I liked this version of the track too. I mean, there's this game has come out for so many different platforms, right. but I thought that the X68000 was a uh, a cool one to pick. We don't really talk a ton about the X68000 compared we, to some of the other systems that this game came out for, so I thought right. I wanted to kind of showcase that. Anyways, ready to move on to the next track? Yeah, I'm already starting to feel a little bit emotionally drained from from that one. So well, this is a, right up your alley. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a track. It's called Track One. It's from a game called Artist Tool. Nice. <laughs> on the PC engine. one from artist tool on the pc engine released in 1989 developed by hudson soft and published by nec and we don't have a composer oh wow looked around couldn't find anything gave up yeah it's it's early enough to where um that's not really too surprising yeah i have no idea i mean hudson soft is putting out so much stuff yeah that you know they they could have had anybody do it you know mm-hmm. nobody maybe nobody wanted to take credit for the soundtrack i don't know i thought this track was awesome man yeah i liked it i love the abrupt nature of the track it was happy uh, bouncy and fun you know so it was really cool it was hard not to smile while listening to it oh it's total blast i mean it's really simple and then it goes into that that kind of cadence where it's like yeah all the place really wild and then it just goes back into that yeah i couldn't help it like i want to dance here in this this is so cool yeah it had like that real kind of you know fun but kind of like slower paced and then it had i liked how it had those breaks where there's like no sound at all Mm -hmm. and then when it comes back from that break i thought okay it's going to kind of go back into it but it just like went off the rails and i was (laughs) like whoa what is going on here this is cool totally vgm jam man yeah totally cool stuff so uh this game is not really a game it's an artist tool i mean that's 
they could have come up with maybe more clever of a name, but they just went with Artist Tool. It's a drawing game yeah. that uh, you get this simple canvas and you can uh, essentially draw shapes, pictures, and stuff. And you can get pretty detailed. There's a lot of, you can use the whole color palette of the PC Engine. Nice. Um, and so uh, just the other day, I, I sent out a tweet on uh, our Twitter account. Oh, okay. And uh, it's, That's it's that something like James is, isn't the only artist in the group. So I wrote pixelated audio with this tool and I posted it. And I didn't think you'd catch that this was, I was going to play this track. No, I didn't. Yeah, so good. I just thought um, you were playing around with, with something. I figured maybe it was some type of game, but um, I didn't, I guess I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, check our, our Twitter feed if you want to see my, my little sweet artistic <laughs> abilities. Uh, but it's a, it's a simple tool. You can't really do a whole lot with it. It's very... Yeah. Um, it's it's really hard to use a D-pad to draw. I mean, you can imagine, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's simple, but, you know, it's fun for somebody who maybe... Now, I really can't see it being that fun. I, I would yeah. Be, I mean, <laughs> for me, like, well, I can't go back like because the 3ds has that like art studio which is also not a very i think that's yeah. what it's called is like something like art studio and they have it where like it has uh tasks where like draw like pikachu or like draw an apple and it's supposed to teach you like rendering i guess i don't know but i just figure i do all that in my you know regular day i don't yeah. want to come home and continue drawing yeah. unless um there was that what was that game um something draw but it's like a platformer oh um Draw some no, um, uh, Scribble Knots. No, no, not Scribble Knots, but it's same composer, same company. It was before that. It was like not Scribble Knots. No, it's like um, oh, Drawn to Life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was fun. Because in that game, you get to make your own pixel art, and it actually puts it in the game. You can make your character or like little environmental things to jump on and stuff. But other than that, I don't really want to play a game where I have to continue drawing. Yeah, I mean that that had a little gimmick to it. So yeah, a little bit different. But uh, no, this I I guess you could hook up some kind of printer. No, oh, that's kind of neat. I don't know. They show in the demo in the intro like this little printer and like stuff coming out. I don't know if that's like an actual attachment. I don't know. Um, but the game has like three or four tracks in it. This one stood out to me. I was I was jamming. It was fun. Yeah. No, I liked it. All right. What do you got next for us? All right. So next up, I'm going to play a track from a PC game called Rayon's Adventure, and the track is called Stage 2.
All right, you just heard Stage 2 from Rayon's Adventure on the PC, which came out in 1994, developed by Family Productions and published by Incom INC. This track was so cool, man. Yeah, we were I talking was... about how like we kind of like that, like fun kind of mall elevator sound that we don't really play a lot, so I thought, "Oh, I want to pick a track like that." And this is a perfect example. Yeah. Weird. It's so such a weird track. Man. It is weird. Like the tempo changes yeah. and everything that goes through weird different iterations. I really like that uh, the beginning sounds like one of those child's toys mm-hmm. with like a smooth bass and percussion line behind it. Uh, but it really changes up. It's Man, what a weird track. Yeah, and when that guitar comes in and the track is kind of like at its most, ro- most robust nature, like... I was like, whoa, this is cool, because it just starts out and it feels like you're just walking around the mall. And um, I liked how there was kind of like that almost like a tar pick on the string sound right, in the right, very, right, very right, beginning. Right, right. And then you hear it again at the loop, which I thought, oh, that kind of drew my ear to, to start listening. And um, I just thought it was so cool. And then uh, when I started <laughs> looking into it, I was like, oh, man, like if you guys remember our illusion blaze episode which was a korean game it was made by family production so this is the same company right. unfortunately this game doesn't have a composer credited um which i was like oh man that kind of is that kind of sucks but um, did you ask sui hong ro yeah so i thought okay this is family productions this um this came out kind of earlier for them and so i reached out to him unfortunately i haven't heard back from him yet i thought uh, he might know or be able to you know, put us in touch with somebody that might know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is before his time, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause I think he came in for like illusion blaze might've been his first game for them. Right. And this was, I don't know, maybe like their third game in the, like for the company. So this was before Shacky the wolf, which this game is kind of compared to a little bit. Okay. Um, like a predecessor. Yeah. It's, okay. It looks very similar. It's a platforming game. It has a lot of Sonic elements to it. It's funny on, um, hardcore gaming 101 they say that it is a sonic the hedgehog kind of clone with a euro flare i'm not really i'm not really quite sure what a euro flare is so i watched uh some playthroughs on this and it it definitely has some nods to sonic um it doesn't look like the greatest platform it does look kind of fun but uh i just thought it was so cool that uh this just random track was a, a type of track i was looking for and then it has ties back to a previous episode that I would have never thought to, to think that, oh, let's look up more family productions games. So <laughs> We still got to go back to some Korean DOS games. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I love OPL2 stuff. You know, it's, it's just awesome. Yeah. What a, what a sweet sound chip and what a, what a weird game, man. Yeah. And I guess this was a download only game. So they didn't have, you know, a limited physical release of this. So even for Korean games, I'm guessing this would be a pretty hard to come across one. Huh. I wonder if we wonder if we can find it somewhere, huh? Well, I'm sure there's somebody has like a. I mean, there was playthroughs of it, so right. I'm sure somebody has the you know the, the files for it. I, you know, I think this might be the game Valley Bell was talking about, where he couldn't find he could only find the demo or something. And maybe I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, obscure of the obscure. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's our jam. All right, you ready to move on to the next track? Yeah. All right, so this is from a game I ripped a few months back. Uh, it's called. Bunretsu Shugo Shin Twinkle Star, and the track is called Perfect Transformation Star Ruby.
just heard Perfect Transformation, Star Ruby, from Bunetsu Shugo Shin Twinkle Star for the PC-9801. came out in 1993. It was developed and published by Studio Twinkle, and it was composed by Hiroaki Sano. And uh, this track is just a, just a cool track, man. Yeah. It's just a really powerful uh, kind of almost... Uh, you know, star power kind of, yeah, know. this, and this is really that transformation, um, kind of super powered up, you know, bonus level mayhem kind of sound. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fast right from the start. It's uh, fun. It's got a great speed, uh, awesome drums. I love the echoes and all the sustained notes that's going on. It's really beautiful and intense at the same time. Yeah. The bass on that, that really, uh, that really low bass on the, uh, I think it's like channel five or six of uh, the FM. It's just incredible that it's just, I like something that has a rich body like that. That mm-hmm. really gives it a, uh, the, the strong bass for me uh, just mellows out the rest. And I'm sure it's for everybody. It just mellows out the rest of the track and makes it so much more um, dynamic. It's got the high end and it's got the low end. Right. And it makes it just this really um, altogether rounded sound it's not too much in the high it's not too much in the low it's, just, it's got a little bit of everything so, right yeah yeah no it's it's great i always love that when when you use all that together sometimes you can get like a really dynamic um track that has a lot of fun stuff all throughout yeah you know this soundtrack's not like that great i mean there's some cool tracks in there but it's not you know some of them are a little bit but mm-hmm. i uh i saw it and i was like yeah this maybe this should just be on vgm rip so that's why uh, I took the time to, to throw it together. Now, Hiroaki Sano, he's a Japanese composer that went by the alias Humi, like H-U-M-I. Oh, okay. And mostly worked on BGM for anime and adult anime. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Triangle Hearts, Magical Girl, Lyrical Nanoha, and uh, adult anime like Unbalanced and Night Shift Nurses. Now, we know that the PC-98 and 88 are no stranger to adult games, so I could see... Um, industries mixing and seem like oh this guy makes great music let's see if he wants to do it in this game and yeah and that and that's all the anime side for the games he's worked on there's Valkyrie Hinadori no Saizu with Kara no Naka no Kotori Uh, you've heard of all these I'm sure right yeah (laughs) and Wataru Dori Niya Dori Kiwo uh, Natsu Shoujo and uh, just a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody's going to know it, so I'm not going to waste the time saying it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, th- so this is an adult game. Okay. Um, I tried playing it the other day. Um, I, I have a video of myself. I'm getting so frustrated because it's so boring, you know, and long. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it, anyways, it's not that I don't like visual novels or anything. That's not the point. It's just this game is so drawn out. And I'm like, oh, God. So anyways, you play as the hero of the game, which is a high school student named Toma, and he has a strange dream in which he's a hero and a savior of the world mm-hmm. in a parallel dimension, and uh, now he's dying, having sacrificed his life for a beautiful woman called Ruby. And uh, Toma wakes up, and he is unable to understand anything and suddenly realizes that it's not a dream, at least not entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, magical symbol is engraved on his forehead and Toma realizes that he has to learn more about his heroic destiny meanwhile a young seductive English teacher arrives at his school and uh, Twinkle Star so this game like I said it can be considered a visual novel uh, most of the player's input is kind of reduced to the dialogue section so there's not really you're not really playing anything you're just right. using different menus but during the uh, sex scenes 
the game has switched this point and click interface okay different icons like it's it's pretty bad i mean there's like this (laughs) like an icon uh you turn the cursor into like a like a little tongue that sticks out yeah i've seen stuff like that it's it's pretty (laughs) yeah let's uh, we'll leave it at that but um it's graphic and it serves its purpose i mean i'm sure that this game actually sold pretty well because all these games have uh typically had that history of of doing pretty well over in japan yeah i mean we've seen there's a big market for for those type of games and i think this the when you went through the the story of this game it sounded really familiar did we talk about this on our ground seat episode or something Uh, like that no we actually talked about you're probably i mean this story fits like 40 games, right? But yeah, it sounded really familiar though with like the dream and then waking up from the dream, realizing it's not a dream there, to the most, like for the most part. In fact, I think I remember you talking about a game. It, yeah, it, it sounds I really think it was familiar. You, not me. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to our next track. What do you got? All right, I have a track from a game called Tyrion, and the track is called Commandus, and we'll be right back. You just heard Comanus from Tyrion on the PC, composed by Alexander Brandon and Andres Molnar, and this was released by Eclipse Software, published by Epic Mega Games. It's a pretty cool track, dude. I like that. I really do. It has a really menu music kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I love when that bass, that low tone drops in. It's it's got this really machine sound. Uh, Yeah, excellent. Yeah, it's very kind of... uh, moody and when those little like laser sounds start coming in i thought man this would be like an awesome track to listen to while watching a laser show <laughs> like just yeah like, whoa this is crazy and see some like fog rolling in and yeah. smoke machines and stuff but uh 
when I heard this track, I just had um, some stuff on random and I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. It kind of caught my ear and uh, gave me this like cool, like uh, very synthy vibe that took me back to like the very, 80s and 90s and stuff. So. Right. Like the 80s synth, you know, but with it's funny, 80s synth that was meant to sound like future synth. Right. You know, right. But we yeah. think of it as like, you know, the 80s. 80 cent. Oh yeah, that was very popular back then. I mean, this was 1995 that this came out on the PC. So that was right around like the time where everything seemed futuristic. But now, you know, they'd be like, oh, the, the world ends in the year 2000. And it's like, um, okay, it's uh, 2017 like, now. So yeah. it's still here and we don't have like flying cars and stuff. But uh, <laughs> we're getting close, man. Yeah. Getting well, close. driverless cars coming. Yeah. So um, but uh, about some of these composers, uh, Alexander Brandon, I found out, is from Cleveland, Ohio, which is actually maybe like an hour and a half from where I grew up. So oh, I thought cool. that was pretty cool that uh, I see an awesome composer that's worked on some really big games. Um, he was he worked on Tyrion 2000, Unreal, and Unreal Tournament, as well as Deus Ex with Michael Vandenboss. So uh, that's pretty awesome. I mean, that's the the Deus Ex soundtrack. The original game is a soundtrack I really, really love. So yeah, you're always listening to that soundtrack. Yeah, and then he also worked on Deus Ex: The Invisible War, Gauntlet, Seven Sorrows, and Spy Hunter: Nowhere to Run. So he's got plenty of other soundtracks. But I thought these were some really big franchises that uh, were really cool to see that he's worked on. The other guy, Andres Molnar, I couldn't find out a lot about him other than he is a programmer from Germany and um, he has left the video game music industry, industry so right. now he is in uh, the it industry as a manager so i wonder if he did just the driver work on it was he it's actual possible. composer or? um i could like i said i couldn't find out much about him i just saw that his name was listed i really like the sound uh it does you know even though uh you know you're talking about deus ex i i get i get that vibe mm-hmm. and um i think that this style of music works really well. Have you played this game? No, I haven't played this game. Um, but Have you uh, watched any playthroughs or anything? No, I didn't get a chance to do that either. So I actually played um, Tyrion 2000, but I don't remember much about it. I actually mm-hmm. had it installed on one of my computers. and Because uh, this is a PC game, right? Right, and this is a vertical scrolling shooter. So yeah, yeah. I would assume that it's not like crazy unique, but um, I'm sure that a lot of the gameplay elements are pretty similar to a lot of other shooters and stuff like that. Oh, I, I remember like uh, I had a Gravis gamepad for my PC and it was hooked up through my sound card, mm-hmm. uh, my Sound Blaster 16, so, <laughs> so sweet. And uh, I remember this, uh, you know, a lot of flying shooters actually on the, uh, you know, on PC, I always tried to play. So the Gravis gamepad, if you ever used it, it kind of looks like a Super NES controller, mm-hmm. but a little bit like, like slanted and more awkward. Yeah. And the D-pad <laughs> really sucks. Um, but it had like a screw hole in the very center and you could attach this little joystick. Ah. It was so dumb and it made no sense, but I actually tried it a lot. Yeah. I always thought, oh, maybe this next game, it's it, maybe that's what it was made for, this next game coming out. And it just never proved to be like a useful functioning piece <laughs> of that hardware. But uh, anyways, um, the game, I don't remember that much. So I don't remember if it's any good or not. But Yeah. Uh, and, and Cool track. From what I looked up on it, it's, I mean, it's set way, way, way in the future. It's in the year... Uh, 20,031 so it's like you know like oh yeah like 18,000 years from now maybe we will have flying cars by then oh I would hope so if this if our civilization is even still around but <laughs> I mean this this game takes place in space just like a lot of other space shooters where an alien race comes and gets in the way of things so <laughs> it, takes, uh, it takes it takes place in space where a lot of other space shooters take place well, yeah I hope so that's the, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> But um, this soundtrack has a huge soundtrack. There's over 40 tracks, and there's one track. Oh, wow. 
there's one track called Beer, which oh, I was man. like, oh man, I hope this track's really good. But I really liked Commandus a lot more. Was so Beer I, pretty good? Yeah, it was. It was okay, but I like I liked Commandus a lot better. So I figured I'll just mention Beer. A little, little oaky taste to it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but cool track though. I really like that that uh, really futuristic vibe and i think the rest of the soundtrack is uh needed to be explored yeah plenty of tracks to listen to awesome all right you ready to move on to the next track yeah this is my last one so this is a pc engine cd game or turbo graphics cd game turbo duo however you want to say mm-hmm. it um the game is okami teki show crest of the wolf aka riot zone here in the u.s and the track is called round one three 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 and five one because i guess it, they play it multiple times cool and uh, it's composed by Tease Music.
right, so that was round one, three, 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 and five, one from Riot Zone, also known as Okamiteki Moncho Crest of the Wolf for the PC Engine CD or Turbo Graphics CD. Pretty cool track. Oh yeah, I love the the PC Engine CD. And just anything that comes out of of there is, is really great, and I can see why this track ended up in multiple spots in the game. I mean, it's an awesome, like, rock and roll track. Yeah, and T's music is just, I mean, we've heard them how many times on the show. Right. Uh, just very cool company, and whatever they produce is always just totally, totally bitching. Really love it. I yeah. thought the sax solo yeah. was uh, incredible. Um, I, you know, I used to play sax in, man, since I was a kid all the way up through college. And uh, so that always has like a warm spot in my heart. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, you you get that sax solo and then it transfers into the guitar solo. Mm -hmm. uh, the kind of like back and forth between those uh, two uh, players is just, it's so it's so cool. I mean, this is a very 80s oh, sound. Yeah. I mean, I, there's probably like 10 different hit motifs you can hear in that. Oh yeah, I was thinking that it reminded me of like, the opening credits track to like an 80s movie, like a Chevy Chase movie or something like that. Like they're setting up and you see the town doing stuff and it's like, you know, really rock and roll. And I mean, this is definitely like the rock and roll equivalent to like an orchestra, like a full, like big band, lots of instruments going on. And then those guitars though are still like, the guitars and the sax, like you said, are like the like the the main attractions of that that beast. So. Right, and that's pretty much how T's music operates, right? So they were a company that mainly produced game audio, established around 1990. And in addition to composing, they also did different live performances, sound effects, and did some like localized sounds, you know, for different regions. That's cool. Um, so the company had this long established list of well-known composers. Oh yeah, it's pretty big. It. Yeah, and so I'm not gonna read it off because <laughs> there's like, like 40 some odd people, right. I think, uh, that were, you know, in and out of this company. But um, yeah, they did a bunch of live music and they just recorded it and this is how a lot of, um, we see a lot of PC Engine CD music uh, was, you know, basically subcontracted by T's music. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why it's just, it's so rocking. We get a lot of really cool sound from it. There's a few different games that we were playing just together not too long ago that uh, had, you know, T's music. And we've had them several times oh, yeah. before on the show or tracks from them. And so, uh, yeah, I guess now they're mostly doing stuff for the Basara series. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this game, Riot Zone, came mm -hmm. out in 1992, and it was developed by Agenda and published by Hudson Soft. It was a semi-port of the arcade game Riot City, released in 1991 by Sega and West One. And the interesting thing, so if you ever played Riot City or Riot Zone, it's kind of like a Final Fight mm -hmm. kind of clone, beat-em-up game. West One had some licensing arrangement where they owned the rights to the exclusive um, game Riot City. And Sega retained the rights for the main characters, the bosses and their names. Right. So because of this, West One teamed up with Agenda to produce kind of like a recycled version, like this re reboot or remake of the game for the TurboGrafx CD under a new license. And so to get around the licensing issue, Hudson Soft simply had the graphics of the main characters and titles changed. Right. And uh, as a result, we get Riot Zone. And, you know, instead of featuring the main characters, Paul and Bobby, I think from the, the original one, there's Hawk and Tony. It's so funny that, like, it's kind of a jerk move. Like, you guys teamed up and made a game, and then you guys split up the rights to it. And then someone's like, hey, that went pretty well. Let's make a new one. And, well, I can't call it this, so I'm going to change the name. And it's yeah. exactly the same game. It's just reskinned. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. I it's mean, kind of a douchey move. But yeah. 
anyways yeah I, I really like this track i think it's uh, a lot of fun to listen to the whole soundtrack is really good um i was playing it you know just the other day mm -hmm. going through it you know for this episode i had played it before but it it is kind of generic i guess in a way you know it's like a lot of beat em ups very right. similar to final fight it's like they couldn't think of other ideas to get around that you know that similarity uh, but you know whatever it, it's still fun it's, yeah it totally a game you got to play with friends because by by yourself it's just not eh, whatever. yeah i mean a lot of games if something good came out you'd see clones like crazy they were you know popping up where it was like oh this this came up and Everything. everyone really liked it so these we're gonna keep kind of like beating it to death until someone else comes up with a new thing that then we can beat that one to yeah. death so i feel like every game has got at least like 20 clones of it yeah you know? so any unique idea anyways uh, but this game was also released for the Wii Virtual Console. Oh, okay. In 2008 in North America. So pretty cool. So there is a, a chance that some people who had, you know, a Wii and were still buying stuff, mm -hmm. you know, got around to picking this up and trying it out on the Wii. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah, great track. Um, let's move on to our last track, which is yours. So talking about games that are clones, the, the game that I have is uh, a very much a Metroid Castlevania's type clone. It's uh, well, let me guess. Let me guess. What system is it for? Uh, this is for the PC eighty eight. And you've played oh, it recently. I was. I thought you were looking at my tracks because I saw you stream it not too long uh, ago. The scheme. Yeah, the scheme. Awesome. So the track is from the scheme, and it's called "I'll Save You All My Justice." You just heard I'll Save You All My Justice from The Scheme on the PC-88, composed by Yuzo Koshiro. Hot damn, dude. <laughs> Ooh, that's so good. Yeah, we were saying this track is like unfair. Like it's, this is so good. That it's so unfair. Yuzo Koshiro is just, he's he has to be like part god or something like that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. God, I wonder what that guy has for breakfast. I need to start eating <laughs> that. Uh, I really love the multiple themes mm -hmm. in the track. 
there's a lot of play on instruments and uh, introducing new instruments through each of those themes. You start off with this really clean electronic keyboard sound. Very, very, you know, you can define it as an electronic keyboard, you know. Right. It sounds like one of those early, you know, synthesizers you hear in the 80s. Just some guy jamming away on it. And then he switches up to, like, like this guitar, more phasing sound. Uh, and then, you know, sounds more like an organ. It just, there's a lot of that change in instrumentation that I think gives the track so much more breath. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and one of the things that stood out to me in this track a lot was that there are so many different kinds of solos. It feels like a lot of the different sounds and instruments get like their own solo. And to me, that gave it a little bit of like a track that kind of showcases the, the characters in a game where each each character is kind of like signified by a different solo. But right, I right. mean, the keyboards are insane. Some of the, the, the chords and the progressions and slides and things like that are just, just completely nuts. And I would have <laughs> never expected this before I started really getting into VGM that a system so early would be so complex. I mean, this was really crazy and it's right. not a mainstream system. We don't hear a lot of people talk about the PC-88 compared to like not the NES or Game right. Boy and stuff like that. Not here but, in the States anyway. Yeah, right. I mean, and this is this is also a a relatively unknown Yuzo Koshiro game. I mean, I mean, he's a right. huge composer and this is a pretty heavily overlooked game that he's done that he's worked on in the mainstream eye i think right. this soundtrack and like misty blue and stuff have a very cult following mm -hmm. outside of japan for the music you know by yuzo kashiro fans uh but that number i mean that's you know we're, we're bringing it smaller and smaller down right. to like this very niche group and so we love it and i'm sure you guys are listening uh, have fallen in love with some of the PC-88 stuff. But uh, yeah, Koshiro just rocked it out of the house even early in the day like this. Yeah, so. yeah. this was 1988. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that anyone that's listened to enough of our episodes could probably tell this is the OPNA version of the track. I mean, it's so mm -hmm. rich and so those. many sounds and so much going on. It's you can, great. You can really hear those amazing, you know, rhythm samples. They're very clean. I love that that kind of like woodblot or that clap. That, 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 mm -hmm. that, that. Uh, just... Yeah. can't say enough good stuff about it the game is actually really fun it's very challenging um i was playing it the other day when we were doing a, a little mini stream mm -hmm. and uh it's it's really it's really weird. like i've played the game a few times but i've never made it very far and so i was like okay i'll just go through the intro and stuff again because i do love it but maybe one of these days i'll revisit it and try to try to make it a little further in the game yeah now at first glance a lot of people they compare this a lot to Metroid and Castlevania, which had come out, I think, like two years earlier than this game. Um, so a lot of people might expect this just to be like another clone, but it does have some, like you said, some really unique and interesting aspects of the game. The artwork is great. The box art is insane. The music is amazing. Right. And, you know, and it's, it's on a lesser known system. So I think it has enough stuff to where some people should really go check this out and would really like it. Right. Well, and when we've talked about Kashiro a bunch on the show. I think I played a track from him in the last expansion pack that we did. So I don't have to go into his amazing accomplishments and games, but I did want to mention he does have a game coming out for the Nintendo Switch that he's working on the music for. Awesome. And that game is called Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. Yep. So some of you may have I'm heard of it. and if, Very excited for this. Yeah, so am I. And then when I saw that Kushiro was doing the music, I was like, this is a must buy if it comes here as soon as I can get it. I know right. you have, you can play the Japanese games on your Switch. I obviously can't read Japanese, so I'm going to have to hope that it, it gets an American release. Well, I'm sure it will, because I think 
it's being developed by an American company or maybe a French company. Oh, I don't it's know. It's not .mu, is it? That's doing it. Uh, I'm not sure if I if it was them, I would have been pretty confident it's probably coming here. Yeah, man, who is that? Anyways, so that concludes the show today. We had a pretty cool selection of tunes. Yeah. Again, thank you guys for you know being patient. We wanted to do another expansion pack because we've got a few life changes. Just to kind of reiterate that. Um, I recently had a daughter, so yeah. that's uh, kind of exciting news for me. So that's why we're trying to do something a little lighter on us and, uh, you know, give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me get some sleep. So um, over the next few months, you'll probably see some things that are a little easier on our end to kind of put together, but we definitely are going to keep episodes coming. Right. They're going to be unique and, you know, have some interesting stuff, great music. So yeah. you can count on that. And we have a lot of fun doing this. It's a passion thing. And so... Uh, being able to put every, you know, an episode out every two weeks is something that we kind of have as our own personal goals, too, right. you know? So um, we want to just let you guys know that uh, there have been some some life changes, and but that, you know, won't affect the show uh, and, you know, just affects my sleep. Yeah. Well, it's almost <laughs> been three years. We're going to hit three years this year, and we haven't missed a first and 15th yet. So not yet. Awesome. So anyways, if you guys want to know more about the show, you can check us out online at pixelatedaudio.com for our show notes and our tracks that we played today. Yeah, and we can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch, all at Pixelated Audio. Yes, and if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, That would mean a lot to us. You know, we see these reviews pop in from all over the world, and it always brightens up our day. So keep them coming. And if you haven't left a review yet, we ask that you take a few seconds and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. Right, and last episode, we actually introduced uh, our Patreon. Right. So we started basically a patreon page to help finance the show a little bit you know this is always going to be a free show always you know non-profit we're not expecting to make any money from this but whatever help we can get if you guys like the show and you want to support it uh we ask that you take a minute look at our patreon page and you know pledge a, a dollar i think that's the lowest you can do yeah yeah, I mean, we put a bunch of money into getting the quality of the show, the sound quality, doing research, all that stuff. And, and this kind of helps us keep the quality up and, you know, allows other people to, to feel involved in the show. And just like giving us suggestions for different episodes, it's it's great to hear from people and to build like a community around the show. Yeah. And we do have a few different reward tiers. Um you know, it's mostly behind the scenes stuff, just mm-hmm. some fun stuff that we're putting together. Uh, do some little chip tune ripping kind of things, explanations yeah. and some channel breakdown stuff. But uh, anyways, if you want to uh, help support the show, you can check out our Patreon page. You can go to pixelatedaudio.com slash Patreon mm-hmm. or uh, just go to patreon.com and find us there. And we do want to give a special thank you shout out to our current patrons. We have Matt Daly, shmuplations.com. James Swindle and Lear Boars. I don't know if I'm saying that one right, but thank you guys for for being our you know first batch of patrons. Yeah, thank you guys very much. Uh, we appreciate it, and you are directly supporting the show and uh, making it better for everybody. Yeah. And if you're new to the podcast, make sure you check out some of our past episodes. We recently did an episode with Uemura-san and talked to him about the music of Outzone. It's mm-hmm. a great toe plan shooter, uh, legendary composer. Yeah, such a friendly guy too. Yeah, it was it was a really fun uh, interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a lot of really great stuff to say. We also did an expansion pack before that, and we looked at Alicia Dragoon on the Sega Genesis, yeah. which had a, an incredible soundtrack. Oh yeah, that was such a great find too. Yep, and we uh, got to talk to uh, Kasatani-san and get some of his words. Uh, for that episode and uh, just again incredible soundtrack go go back and listen to that episode as well 
Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting the show so far. Again, we've got some great stuff coming up in a few weeks, so keep an eye on the feed for the next episode. 